It was hard for her not to think of her fair-haired, grey-eyed husband, with his naughty grin and capricious ways. Eyes drawn to the tossing sea. For the millionth time, she sent out her thoughts to him. Adie, where are you? What happened that night? Adie Austin had done a vanishing act one snowy December night, nearly seven years ago. And since then, Maddie's life had been defined by a secret and a lie. The secret? Maddie hadn't told Adie she was pregnant. Pulling up her collar against the chill, she ticked the reasons off in her mind. He'd been thrown for a loop by their financial mess. The pregnancy wasn't planned, and the last time she'd raised the subject, he declared himself unready for kids. And maybe it had been the pregnancy hormones making her distrustful, but a suspicion that he might have suggested abortion had nagged at her. Now that Lila was a laughing, lively six-year-old and the center of Maddie's world, she felt guilty for ever having thought that of him. But she did wonder if he'd somehow sensed the new responsibility looming. The lie, she thought, as she turned off the cliff path towards home, might more accurately be called other people's expectations. The village had thought her frozen with fear at her husband's disappearance. In fact, as she'd stood watching police dogs comb the cliff path while a helicopter quartered the wintry sea, Maddie had been furious. Fun and feckless Adi harm himself. She didn't believe it. Blowing off the cliff in a blizzard when Adi had known the dangers of the cliff path all his life? Possible, but not probable. Adi leaving Maddie to face their debts and disaster alone? Yes, that felt right. They'd been together since senior school, and only one of them had ever grown up. Maddie. But her heart softened as she remembered their happy times. The parties they'd thrown only to slow dance with each other all night. The holidays in Spain or Greece when they'd read on the beach or splashed in the sea. Adi, the child of miserly parents, had rebelled against his upbringing by actively enjoying spending money on fun and, to be fair, on Maddie, showering her with jewelry and nice clothes. Had she been responsible for the transformation from loving husband to trapped man? It had been her idea to buy Rundown High Cottage, led by her vision of their happy, jolly life together continuing, but with a great view over the sea. But High Cottage had proved a money pit. Adi had wanted to sell. Maddie had thought they just needed to work hard and economize. That had been the turning point, when every discussion turned into an argument and Maddie refused to let Adie cuddle her into changing her views. Adie had said it felt like being a kid again, when all his suggestions regarding anything non-essential had been met with a flat no. Since Adie had gone missing, Maddie had not only made High Cottage habitable, but herself solvent by renting it out while she and Lila lived with Maddie's sight-impaired great-aunt Ruthie. Ruthie had always shown Maddie the love that Maddie's mum Linda seemed incapable of. And now Maddie cared for Ruthie along with Lila. Nelson's bar, high on a headland that seemed to have erupted from the salt marshes and into the pounding surf, was first to greet the freezing ocean air that blasted in from the North Sea. A fresh gust of wind shoved Maddie and she staggered, 
sending a loud, hey, back at the buffeting wind. First sign of madness, Catelyn to yourself, returned a male voice, Norfolk rolling through every vowel. A mad crazy? Maddie held back her wind-ravaged hair to glare at the owner of the voice, Harris Soley, lifelong friend of Aidy, lifelong thorn in Maddie's side. Don't call me that. He only laughed, his unkempt hair standing straight above his head. Bloody Harris. As well as having been Aidy's best mate, last year he dumped Maddie's best friend, Heloise, after being an item for a few months. Maddie's hackles rose every time she saw him, and she saw him a lot, as they both lived in the same dot on the Norfolk map.